When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We lost him the other day, and I was so disappointed because I was dying to talk to him. He's Kells through and through, but he lives in New York now. We met him on Late Lunch in studio a few years back, and he's on the line with me. Michael Brunner, great to hear from you again. Hiya, Jerry. I'm glad to say that uh, uh, when you say you lost me, that you, you, that's in a proverbial sense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Michael, for sure. <laughs> Listen, let's pick up the conversation from the other day and take it up from where we were talking. Sure. You contracted COVID-19. How did you get it, Michael? Well, I don't, I don't really know. Just two ways. I mean, I, I'm living in New York, and you can see right now it's the epicenter of it. And uh, I play music a lot, as you know. And uh, I also bartend still to make a living here. And also, my son goes to school in the city, and he's running around a lot uh, in the city as well. So he may have picked it up, and I picked it up off him, or I got it maybe through the bar, or I also performed on the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day in a, in a place here in Rockaway and Rockaway, Queens and I may have picked it up there Like, and that was even through like the whole protocol of washing hands and and all that stuff but I don't know, I really don't know where it came from How were you feeling? What were the symptoms initially and how did they, de- they develop then? Well initially it's like it started with a headache and a bit of a temperature and a sore throat and I could feel the sore throats sort of higher up in the throat I would tend to get flus I would tend to pick up uh, a flu if it's going around or or cold and I tend to get sinus issues you know so the difference this time is that uh, it's sort of like after two days I didn't feel it in the throat anymore but I think one of the biggest factors was tiredness exhaustion headache uh, a lot of aches, very powerful aches, really, in the joints. And uh, um, I'd say disorientation. I remember trying to type stuff, not being able to see properly, like uh, almost uh, dyslexic in a way. And uh, and then the breathing became an issue after a few days, maybe after. Uh, I, what I noticed in it was on day five of it, um, a sort of like a rapidness in my breath, you know, a short breath and um, <clears throat> sort of automatically just even in the house. And I actually still have a slight bit of it, but um, I got, f- a f- I got, I suppose I got a bit of a, a fright around day six or seven because it was kind of notable, you know, like I would be in bed and my breath, I wake up and my breathing would be like this. And, uh, 
went to the, I tried to go to the doctor and under, understanding what's going on here, you just don't want, you're, you're told stay at home if you get symptoms, don't go, you know, don't go yeah. exaggerating things. So there's a thing here called urgent care. It's like, it's a little bit like private emergency rooms where you can go where, let's say you're suffering from a flu and, uh, or if you cut yourself or if your son falls or you can bring them, bring them into it and they sort of take you quickly into it. And there's a few facilities like that around, you know. So as long as you have your insurance, you go in with your card. It's like, a, I wouldn't say it's an emergency room, but it's, it's like a, a, a smaller version of that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think we have them here now. Yeah. They're called primary care units that you go to rather than going to the hospital. Okay, well, I'm out. I've been out 20 years now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I went, they, when I called them up here, there's one here pretty close to where I live. They said, don't come in unless your temperature's high. And I had a thermometer at home, and it didn't go over 100, not for two or three days. And so I felt, you know, I won't, I can't do that. And then on day three, three, four, I was, you get anxious, you know, because then you, you start to think, well, do I have it? Or what is, you know, this? And so I was nearly hoping to go over 100 so I could go in. <laughs> and then, so then at one point I went in, uh, the, fourth, I think the fourth day I went in, and uh, they did all the tests. And I was definitely feeling the effects of that, of what you'd say is a bad flu. And except for the dry dryness in the sinuses, that was the thing. I, d- I didn't have any need to use a tissue, you know. So, mm. um, and as I said before, that, that's something that I would normally be the first thing. It's one of the first things my sinuses tend to get clogged up, you know. So... Um, Anyway, they did, t- they did a test there for flu and it was negative. And the doctor just shrugged and she said, look, there's people coming in here all day and they're testing negative for flu, but I can't test them for coronavirus. She didn't have the test. And um, there's a kind of a policy here now with the amount around that they just don't test for coronavirus unless you're very severe and they want to maybe send you, they want to say pre-diagnose before they... Uh, send you to a hospital or something, you know? So, so there's a kind of a, I I don't understand the whole thing with the numbers, you know, how they can say that people don't have it or do have it if they don't test. So, uh, and I'm aware of people who are sick now, especially um, some people that I know around uh, the industry I'm in and, um, and they're just staying home, you know? So. Mm. And did you get a test that ultimately confirmed you had this? I did, like, uh, because after day seven, I, I got very, I got worried. And my, my son is here with me, um, Fionn. So we went back to the urgent care and I called them and they happened to have an x-ray thing there. And I wanted to just ask them, would you take an x-ray of the lungs and see is this, because I'm worried about the breathing, you know. So so they were they were great. They brought, brought me in, didn't have to wait very long either. Took an x-ray and... The doctor sent it to some specialist to read it. It came back. He was he looked at it first and he says, there's definitely something there, but I want to get a second opinion. And then uh, when it came back, he says, look, you, <coughs> we can see there's something there, but it's not. You don't have full-blown pneumonia or fluid on the lung. Just go home again, and if it gets bad, go to the emergency room. And that was really comforting, you know, mm-hmm. to get that, because I was wondering, like, is it... If it takes another degree to a bad way, what happens here, you know? So, and uh, and then I just said to him, "Look, 
I hope I'm on the back end. And this was like seven days later, seven or eight days in. Um, or was it? Yeah, eight days in, I think. And uh, and I just said, look, I'd like to be able to, because I live in a complex here where there's a lot of old people. And um, it's I live on the Rockaway Beach. And um, I, I would say that most people in my building, most people here are over 60 you know, and don't, Maybe couples are retired here and stuff like that. <clears throat> I just said, I'd like to be able to get out when this is done in a week or two when things get bad and maybe be of use, you know? Mm. And I said, I, I'd like to know that, I have, that I've got been through it instead of just ignoring it. And he said, and he was very good. He just went out and he had a few tests left there and he tested me. And then four days later, I got the confirmation. So they called me back. And then there's a whole protocol that happens once they once you do have it because they have to follow up. <laughs> you know they're responsible then in some way. And so I got called calls, but twice after that, how are you doing? Are you think are things improving and stuff? You know. So mm. and uh, I've noticed a steady improvement, but the biggest thing is the tiredness. I'm 15, 16 days in now, and I've seen even last night now. I I'd say I slept 18 hours out of the day. So, 17 hours, yeah. It really does take it out of you. So there you are. You <coughs> had confirmation that you had it. You obviously were quite concerned at one stage that this would progress even further, even further, and it could be a hospital case. Well, definitely by day five and seven, I was starting to think that well, if the breeding goes, you know, because with with a short short breath and even getting up and going to the bathroom <coughs> or going to. Uh, Going to maybe cooking cooking something here for, for the for the two of us, um, and then sitting down, and my son was looking at me like you're know, wheezing, you know, like you were. I was kind of like mm. this rapid kind of breath, you know. And uh, I have an aunt here; she's been in the business. She's eighties now, but she she was checking in on me every day. She's a nurse, and she just told me go out, open the window every day, and stand there and take conscious deep breaths and do it for ten, you know, twice a day for ten minutes. Like stretch your lungs, you know, get exercise them. I think that did help, mm. you know. Good I think <clears throat> around the first three or four days, um, when I was breathing, I uh, I'd also had a pain in my lungs. You know, I could had a, it felt like there were like a little cage. You know, there was a cage in there or something. And when the breathing got bad, there was no pain at all. I was like taking big breaths, but it was like breathing out of a plastic bag. You know, that kind of sense of yeah. you're just not getting enough oxygen. So. So, there you are, <coughs> so that was scary. That, that was a little frightening, you know. That was yeah, a little absolutely. bit. So I was just ho- trusting that it would stay the same, and it didn't get to a point now where I panicked or anything, you know. You know, beyond it now, you've obviously come out the other side, and you're improving day on day, and that's really good to hear. Are you in the clear now for good? Have you, you know, have you won this battle, and you won't have to fight it again? That was a, something I was very curious about, and I just, I, I'll actually send you a link. I know you can, but you can maybe share with listeners and stuff. There's a there's a doctor um in Mount Sinai Hospital or in the hospital in New York here and he's dealing with the worst cases. Um upstairs basically people he's deciding who goes on a ventilator for how long, all that stuff. And so he was interviewed, it's a fifteen minute interview and he's asked all these different questions and it's basically about prevention and how to take care of your family and all that kind of thing and what to do if you get it. And one of the things I was waiting for, I was hoping the, the interview wouldn't be over before someone asked him the question, which was, 
what about immunity? And um, is, if you get through it, um, what's the status of your immunity? Because there's different rumours going around. There's stuff and also, uh, even now, about back in China where people are appearing to get it again and they're appearing to uh, yeah, show symptoms again. But not necessar- they're not necessarily getting as sick. But uh, anyway, his take on it was that there's definitely immunity involved in when you get over these things. So <clears throat> I think the figure he said was 82,000 people got it, 76,000 people in China showed immunity towards it. Um, and so most most people, like the very vast people, will, will be immune to it um, on a certain level. And um, I think that's good news because, or it's good, or like, I, I was hearing it from, I felt the horse's mouth. Here's a guy who's dealing with this on a regular basis. And he's also dealing with, with the worst thing. You know, he's, there's now in New York, there are lorries with um, cold, cold storage and stuff, facilities outside holding bodies at this point, you know. So there, there's definitely a lot of... Um, trauma i suppose in the in new york at the moment over you know (coughs) so i i think yeah i think i so i i i would be i will be confident i think that i'm still going to be careful and i'm still going to be conscious that in another week or so that um i just need to keep the the protocol of washing hands and um the masks he said what i understood was the, the best thing about a mask is to remind you not to touch your own face yeah. Like if the mask, if the mask is there. It doesn't really do a huge amount for prevention. It's has some use if if you have it and you do, and you don't want to sneeze and and pass you know sneeze on things around you. Mm. But um, washing hands or using the what's the word? You use sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is is uh, important and just to get in the habit of it. Did you ever imagine in all the years you'd live there that you'd see New York come to a standstill like this? Not at all. No. No, I don't think, I mean, any of us could predict, you know, what's going on. I, someone, a friend sent me a video of Dublin, uh, somebody driving around Dublin or O'Connell Street and there in the daytime into the evening and no cars, you know, so on the, on the street. So it is a, it's a strange one, all right. Um, there's a lovely thing that happens here at seven o'clock in the evening. Um, now, I haven't been in the city, but I've, saw some little video of it and but I have witnessed it on my own little terrace I'm, I'm in a 12 story building here on near the beach and people go out on their terraces and spontaneously go in start clapping and cheering you know Americans love to cheer and shout and shout at anything but it's a really lovely thing it's like they go out and they it, it's like they're cheering on a team or somebody just won something and it's it's basically a sentiment that New Yorkers are thanking the frontline workers who are out dealing with this, you know, like the uh, people, essential workers. Because if you even think about it, uh, store workers, you know, people who are working in shops and keeping the food going in a place like this, for one or two days, if the food supply stops, what do people do, you know? Mm. So between EMS workers, the ambulances, firemen, cops, they're on the front line again now, you know, and they're, they're all working overtime. And a, a high percentage of them are getting sick. So, <clears throat> I think in Ireland at the moment there's probably a 
you know, a sense of the unknown. It's foreboding because people don't really know anybody who's been sick yet. You know, they don't know too many people who are going, who have gone through it. Or, and I suppose uh, it is really like a flu in a way, you know, a bad flu. My son has been living with me. He had two days where he felt a little off. He had a headache and he, uh, in his case, his nose was stuffed a little bit and but he can't not have it. He's living with me here for two weeks, and I, I likely got it off him. And so, and also his friends, he's in touch with them a lot. Some of them went through a little, a few symptoms of it. Some of them are living at home with their folks, and they haven't got sick. So, I'd as a sense, in a sense of reassurance, I think. I I feel I actually got a a raw, you know a raw deal. <laughs> I wasn't. A, I'm talking to you about my own experience, and it was it was uh, like a really bad flu. I had a couple of frightening days when my breathing was bad. But there are people who I know. I'm talking to people who've had it, and they've now they haven't been confirmed, but similar symptoms to myself, and maybe not as quite as severe. Mm. You know, so I just say in a sense of like, it's not not everybody's going to be affected negatively by it. Anyway, um. You have a, a great man in charge there at the moment. We do, yeah. Yeah, isn't he? He's fantastic. He gives the illusion of being in control to, mm. to people, you know, to certain people. But, you know, I'd, I'd watch the news at home and i travel back a lot. I do a lot of work in Ireland, uh, music and that. And I watched uh, Leo Varadkar's uh, speech. I can't remember exactly when it was, but when he was more or less announcing the shutdown. Yes, and he, has, Day. he was in New York, actually, yeah. When he when he gave that speech, is it? Yes, when he, he kind of walked up to the microphone. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I just thought it was very. There, there's a that was quite. Uh, there's a leader. I mm. thought I was impressed with that, and I think maybe it's something to do with his medical background. You know, doctors, they they part of their job is coming up to tell you you're going to die or, or someone's dead in the, in the in the in the hospital, and he just had this uh, sort of reassurance about him in some ways, and. Uh, uh, I think um, what Ireland has done just with preempting, where a lot of nations haven't done it yet, the effect of that is going to be, we don't know what that's going to be yet, uh, beneficial, beneficial wise, I guess, for, for Ireland. But I think my instinct in it is that Ireland got ahead of the curve, and like Germany did, and um, there was a sort of like he was able to look at what was going on around him and make quick decisions and take responsibility for them, yeah. and I think that's ultimately going to save lives. And I think we'll be we'll be glad of that. I will remind people that uh, at one stage George Bush Senior had equally as high ratings at this time as Mr. Trump, and he lost the election. Yes, to one Jimmy Carter, but that is history. It might just repeat itself. We'll see. Just before I go, I wanted to say to you, well done on the new song, A Blessing for Anyone. It's such a napped song and title, isn't it, Michael, at this time? Um, that's something I came across. Uh, it's a poem written by Caitlin Johnson. and She's a, she's a journalist that I follow, a writer. Um, she's very, very good in world politics, and I love her insights. And at this time, when I when it's so hard to believe anything, and everyone's got every news station seems to have an agenda, you know, or media outlet. Never mind. It, there was a time when I was young, growing up. You, when you read something, you sort of assumed it was somebody's opinion on a on a or somebody's report about something, and you kind of accepted it. 
without thinking about what is what's this person's agenda and now today we've lost that trust you know and so it's important to have people that you feel you can go and uh, listen to and uh, that'll write about something and get into things and point out uh, holes and things and maybe agendas and and uh, and also this ability to look at yourself take responsibility for yourself it's something that we have to really do instead of pointing the fingers and she does it really well and so she wrote this poem a blessing for anyone and I really liked it and I just knew it had to be a song at some point and uh, I I recorded it and, and I sent it to her and I didn't know I hadn't been in contact with her before that but she got back and really liked it and um, sort of did a video for it then and then someone else did a video for it so it's on Facebook it's had just two videos for it one this guy Chris Agnos from um, uh, Sustainable Human is the name of his group a lot of followers but he he makes videos and so he made a video and it has 250,000 views of that on Facebook and the one I have on YouTube is um, a friend here an Irish guy in New York Anthony Mulcahy he shot it and uh, it's just one of those uh, spontaneous things that uh, I I look at it and I say I'm glad I did that. That that sort of like made itself and and came out of inspiration in some way, you know. So uh, it's nice when that happens and doesn't you don't feel you you manipulated it, you know. And I do like I I am proud of it. I think it's a it's a good song and um, yeah, it's a message for our times. And I'm glad to be able to put music to it. You um, have done a really, really good job and I know that Caitlin loves it as well. Anyway, Michael, I'll let you away there. I wish yourself and Fionn all the best and all the Irish and all the New Yorkers at this time. We're thinking of you as we fight our own battles on this side. But uh, thank God you've come through uh, the uh, COVID-19 and I wish you well and please God you'll be back gigging and out there with your adoring audience sooner rather than later. I'll talk to you soon and uh, everybody stay safe and look after the older ones especially. shattered beyond your ability to reassemble them where you learn quickly from your failures and successes may life treat you how you treat life and may you weep swiftly that which you sow and may all the hidden parts of yourself enter May all your unfelt feelings be felt. May you have a crystal clear glimpse of your own boundlessness. May you have a crystal clear glimpse of your own insignificance. And may your inner monologue cease. And may you experience stillness. May you experience the beauty. Of each moment that the bounding mind eclipses And may you uncover the mystery That hides behind the veil of separation And may you know true courage May you know true wisdom May you know true humility May you know true truth May you know yourself intimately
perceive the world clearly without filters or fantasies and may your delusions disappoint you may authenticity astonish you you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.